everyone, and welcome to another episode of Boozy Bracketology, the podcast experience that normally believes in three things, strong drinks, strong opinions, and crowning champions. Uh, but today, as we embark on a new task, it's, it's going to be a little bit different. Uh, since not everyone on this recording is legally able to, let's say, partake in the good stuff, uh, I would like to instead unofficially welcome everyone to the first ever episode of Fizzy Bracketology, the podcast all about strongly carbonated drinks, <laughs> strong opinions, and crowning champions. Uh, I'm your host for this set of episodes. Jay, I have the exhilarating task of helping guide our panel of experts, enthusiasts, and self-described know-it-alls, uh, as they have the unenviable task of attempting to separate the shovelware from the standouts and crown the video game or franchise with the greatest music of all time. Joining me in this effort and uh, getting ready to yell hacks whenever a vote doesn't go their way is our panel of five. Uh, and we'll start from Shorewood, Illinois, with uh, our first panelist, Sean Tennant. So, Sean, uh, how you doing? What you drinking? What you playing? Uh, and tell us just uh, a little bit about yourself. Awesome. Well, yes. Thank you for inviting me to this. This has been uh, this is gonna be fun and everything. Um, I'm actually drinking just some tea out of a ginormous jug the size of my head. Um, so that's that's what I've been sipping on here for the last little bit. Um, you you mentioned nowadays playing. Uh, I'm, I'm you know I play a lot of video games. I've been playing games since I was a little kid. I played everything from consoles, PCs, board games. Um, I myself actually own a board game, Critical Grind uh, Gaming Cafe out of Shorewood, Illinois. So if you're in the Chicagoland area, specifically the southwest suburbs, come visit us, uh, grab a coffee, have a bagel or a, a muffin, and you can sit down and play board games, RPT, RPGs, and TCGs. Uh, we do a little bit of everything uh, every day of the week, so come check us out. Uh, but my myself, I've just been a longtime gamer. I'm currently sucked into Starfield right now. Um, Ooh, okay. I have put almost 40 hours and five days into that game. <laughs> like it is, mm. it has its it has its hiccups, like everyone says. But ultimately, it is an amazing game. So right. is is it as Bethesda as everybody says it is? Oh, it is. All There's right, so much enough, everywhere. <laughs> Uh, no, it's a true Bethesda game. It is. It's in space. It's amazing. Yeah, it's it's worth the play. So, yeah, I'm seeing some great video come out on that game for sure. If I had time, I would definitely chime in. But uh, no, any spare time I have, Sean, uh, I end up going to this really nice board game cafe uh, in my <laughs> hometown. Um, yeah. On behalf of uh, Critical Grind Cafe, I can't speak highly enough about that place. It's wonderful. Um, it, to, to mirror what Sean said, if you're ever in the area, come check it out. You can see Sean. You might be able to see me, a couple of our other panelists on this. Uh, absolutely worth the time. But for now, uh, we're going to move a little bit south down to Louisville, Kentucky, where we get to introduce uh, Jacob Hine. Jacob, uh, same questions. How you doing? What you drinking? Uh, what are you playing? And tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Well, uh, first of all, I'm doing great. Uh, I am drinking a Coca-Cola out of a can, uh, my drink of choice. Um, currently, uh, I am replaying through Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, <clears throat> uh, because I have yet to play Tears of the Kingdom, and I kind of wanted to refresh myself on, uh, the first Switch game first. So I'm doing that, um, that's when I do have time to play. I have a very new born, so, uh, playing is not, uh, one of the things I do most of right now. Uh, I'm doing well. I own my own trivia company here in Louisville. Um, I'm also a director interim director of music for a church and i am a realtor and i own my own trivia business so i just do many things and i work 
many hours a week, and I'm happy as a clam. So uh, it's kind of where I'm at right now. Uh, since I've never met you before today, do you want to tell me what the name of your uh, trivia brand is? Oh, yes. Uh, because you've never heard of it, it is Hindsight Trivia, uh, which is a play on my uh, last name. So H-E-I-N-S-I-G-H-T. Oh, very, very nice. And I'm thrilled to have you on here because I know you have a background, uh, particularly in the study of music. So you're going to bring kind of a perspective that I don't know the rest of the panel is going to have from from a position of of education and study, uh, which is code to say um, you get to be the nerd among nerds on this one if the, you are so ready. So I'm so, I am unbelievably ready. When you asked me to be on this panel, I I like almost beat myself. I was so happy. Oh, I, have really... some, I have some feelings. We'll put it that way. <laughs> Would you call them strong opinions? Uh, you could say that. You could say that. All right. Beautiful. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we're going to throw it to uh, approximately 12 feet above my own head, living in my house uh, here in Chicagoland, our bracket master uh, and my son, uh, Chris B. Chris, uh, same questions to you. How you doing? What you drinking? What you playing? And uh, please tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Doing well. I currently drinking an the WBC vanilla cream craft soda because some of us have to try with their drinks. Mm. We're two and a half minutes in and the shade is already going. I love it. But uh, yeah, what are you currently playing these days anyway? Uh, currently going through some of the D uh, Digimon games. Mm -hmm. uh, Digimon World DS. It's a time. <laughs> it's not a great game. <laughs> but you're, but you're committed, it sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like when you're trying to get all the uh, achievements in a game to get platinum and you got to deal with that one obnoxious string of quests. Ugh. All right. Uh, so, Chris, you are the bracket master for this particular session. So uh, I'd like I'd like if you could talk a little bit about your process, uh, not just seeding the entries that we have coming up, but uh, importantly, like what to you as the bracket master determined qualifications for entry on this bracket? Well, one of the big qualifications for entry is that it can't, the soundtrack can't be comprised mostly of licensed music. I'm looking for original music from these games that really give it its own identity. Okay, so no like Guitar Hero, no Grand Theft Auto series, no, no. Uh, to the chagrin of some, no Tony Hawk. Unfortunately not. Oh, that's right. Uh, Crazy Taxi was always kind of my favorite yeah. jukeboxy yeah, yeah, kind yeah, of game. Yeah, awesome. yeah. I was, if you don't <laughs> offspring that, then I don't know if you 90s correctly. Uh, I had a Sega Saturn back when nobody had a Sega Saturn, and that's like yeah. that and Shenmue were the only games I played, and Shenmue was an you interesting You and I experience. just connected on a spiritual level, Jim. I hope you know that. <laughs> let's, you know what, let's bring you into the fold. Uh, the voice you just heard, uh, by the way, is hailing all the way from Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada, and joining us on this panel is the other Chris, uh, Chris Narati. I've already gotten it wrong. I can't, for the life of me, understand why I can't pronounce your name. Nairati. 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 Yeah. Chris Nairati. Uh, Chris, Nairati is really hard to say, and we already have two Chris's, so we're just going to call you by your uh, by your online handle, Moo Man, for this series. Is that okay? My nom de plume. Yes, it's okay. <laughs> uh, so with that, Moo Man, uh, tell everybody how you're doing, what you're drinking, uh, importantly, what you're playing, and a little bit about yourself and what you do. Well, I'm doing pretty good, eh? Thanks for inviting me all the way from the Great White North over here, bud. Uh, I'm just... Okay, I'm going to stop that right now. <laughs> oh, Thanks God. so much. This is so kind of you to invite me. Um, 
I looked everywhere in Winnipeg for some, we have a bunch of good craft breweries and I thought that maybe some of them would have like a root beer or something like that. So couldn't find anything. So I'm grabbing a, listen, more exotic than a Coke, <laughs> Cherry Coke Zero. Ooh. Yeah. That's you got cherry cherry chips on it. You might say tab there for a minute. I thought you were going to say like diet right. It's, it's actually rarer to find than you might think. Oh, it's, right. And yeah, it's quite good. Um, what am I playing right now? I mean, I'm so busy. I I have a wish I was playing. Right now, what I actually am playing is, have y'all heard of Pokemon Sleep? Uh, I haven't, yes. but I think somebody here has. Yeah. <laughs> Do you yes. just play a Snorlax? It's game that promotes good sleep. Oh, like, I have heard hygiene. about that. And the hygiene. And like, overheating your phone. And overheating your phone, 100%. I got a new Android, correct? so at least Am that. I correct that somehow uh, it's not Snorlax that's like the lead character in that? No, you're no, incorrect. Snorlax it is, is Snorlax. The that, oh, yeah. it's not Drowsy. That's right. Not Drowsy, no. One no. of them it's, is the right and only answer. Honestly, that's it's fair. almost like cult-like. All your Pokemon are during the day are feeding this Snorlax to get this Snorlax bigger. And when the Snorlax sleeps, it summons more Pokemon to you that you can lure in to join your Snorlax cult. Sleep for the sleep god? Okay. Sleep for the sleep god, essentially, yeah. So an idle game about sleeping is all I can really muster at this point to play. <laughs> but what I would love to play, if I had the time, it just came out pretty recently, called Bomb Rush Cyberfunk. It's mm -hmm. a spiritual successor to Jet Set Radio on the Dreamcast. Even has Ooh. one of the original composers, Hideki Nakanuma. Um, if you know Jet Set Radio, you know the music slaps in that. It's like funky dance music. And it, uh, for everything I've seen, it copies the, the art style completely. And I'm like, if I had the time, I would love to. But well, Spoiler alert, Jet Set Radio is not on this bracket. No. And personally, I blame <laughs> you for not piping up uh, during the pre-recording session enough for us to put it on. I listen. I love it. I do. I do acknowledge it is a acquired taste. It's a little bit weird, um, but it is my personal favorite soundtrack like, of all time. So getting that out there, just that two cents. Just, just like, that's the reason I'm here. I'm just here to evangelize for this one game. Like, yeah, uh, so you'll we'll find out the more we talk. I most definitely am Sega biased. <laughs> Fair enough. I think I know that from uh, from seeing your online content. So uh, tell us very briefly a little bit about that, real quick. Yeah, I run an online trivia uh, channel on Twitch called There Is No Easy Mode. Used to be IRL in Vancouver. Then I moved here to Winnipeg to be with my partner, where I have yet to really establish an IRL trivia night. We've done a couple of one-offs here and there. But uh, yeah, I've been doing this for about uh, this trivia, uh, which has been focused on primarily video game trivia for about 10 years now, if you include the online and offline years. Uh, and also online, we've started to do general nerdy trivia and other trivia adjacent stuff like Jackbox games. We just did our first uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire stream with our subscribers, uh, mm -hmm. just talking one on one, doing trivia like that. It's been a lot of fun. So uh, I do a lot of other things, too, but uh, that's what I'll plug right now. <laughs> Yeah, I've I've had the privilege of being in uh, some of your streams and your your presentation, your your style, your content. Uh, for for something like this project that we put together, uh, there was no stronger voice I could think of to bring in from Canada than you. It's true, and I had do... at least four options. Yes, we, I mean we're a bit we're a big country, so <laughs> thank you for coming to me first and foremost. We do You're the Montana sure have... of countries. Yeah, we are the <laughs> Montana of countries for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, rather than continue to start an international inc incident, let's move on to our fifth and final panelist, uh, a voice those of you uh, who are regular listeners of the PTE network may recognize a little more than the other ones you've heard uh, hailing from Chicagoland himself. It's not other than Jeremy Goodson. Jeremy, 
How you doing? What you drinking? What you playing? And uh, in case somebody is just joining us, tell us all just a little bit about yourself. Uh, I am doing good. And tonight I am going to be drinking uh, some Sprecher root beer, I believe out of Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, but they sell it at Menards and it is actually one of my favorite craft sodas. They have a whole line of Sprecher stuff. Well, so as long I'm going to try to make big money on it. I'm happy. Nah, that didn't really pop. That's, it's just that's 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 you know, it's all right. It, it came through. We get the vibe. I just yeah. want to point out that that's the most Midwestern thing I've ever heard in my life. That yeah, you can get this from an arts. That's just that's great. <laughs> I just, I, having family from Wisconsin that just brought everything back. And I just they they actually it, it, Sprecher. I don't I don't know if they're owned by Menards now or something, but they're from Lake Geneva, Wisconsin. They have a brewery that makes craft sodas and they have a whole bunch of different kinds they have like blueberry raspberry they've got different cream sodas like they have good stuff i've not found one that i don't like even the ones Mm -hmm. that sounded weird so um i was looking for a craft soda for tonight's recording and i'm like we actually had just got some of this i'm like this is perfect i don't have to go searching but if you're in the skyland area and i don't know if there are other places but there's a place called rocket fizz um that i like to go from time to time it's a craft soda store and they have thousands of different craft sodas so if oh, you want to try something me about weird, this now thanks uh for you there's one in oak brook and there's one in st charles that i know of but for, anyway, for the listeners who aren't familiar out. that is nowhere near where i live in the chicago <laughs> no. area <laughs> no that is it's that a good is an hour. hour in good traffic either option just yeah, an hour anyway. wow <laughs> well to be fair we we live in a place where people also live moo man so yeah, that's true yeah yeah, yeah. we don't is, we don't uh, get a quarter of the way across Winnipeg. the country in an hour yeah. it takes us <laughs> to get a quarter way across town in an hour right um anyway with that said what am i been playing uh i've got way too much on my playing plate right now and not enough time i am trying to switch between Baldur's gate 3 starfield um, playing a little bit of DDO with one group of friends and playing some EverQuest with another group of friends and not having time for any of it. So well, just that's... EverQuest, I, that just alone just was like, you play EverQuest, you have no other time. Uh, th- yeah. th- that's it's a very casual thing with some friends. Okay. Like we <laughs> we have characters. It's not a mm-hmm. yeah, I know I've done the grind. I played EverQuest since 1999 um, on and off through this whole time. So yeah, don't say yes. deep magic to him. <laughs> yeah, don't deep magic to me. Um, and a little bit about me, I guess. Uh, IT tech by day and then by night, uh, do some Twitch streams. We have Geek Trivia on Thursdays, with uh, which some listeners have probably been to. Um, on Twitch, me and uh, Brian Nash put on a game of his Geek Trivia. And then uh, really uh, just recently got asked to be one of the regular hosts on Pub Trivia Experience. So uh, at least recording one episode of that a month that I have to edit and do all the fun stuff with. So. Well, uh, yeah. in that case, Jeremy, boy, do I have good news for you as to who the editing for this series is going to fall on. Yep. I had a bad feeling about that. Uh, All right. Yeah, because uh, I'm I'm guest talent here sitting in the host chair. Uh, those who are not fundamentally sick of the sound of my voice. My name is Jay. I own and operate Liquid Courage Entertainment in the Chicagoland area. You can find me online on my Twitch channel uh, with trivia and related content several nights a week. That's Liquid underscore Courage with a K. And uh Currently, I am playing, actually, the most recent thing I think I sat down and played was a a Steam game called Creeper World 4, which is a particle physics-y, fluid-based tower defense series that I just randomly fell into six or seven years ago on the the launch of the first game in the series. And it just keeps iterating upon itself. I found out the fourth one came out sometime during the pandemic, uh, and I finally had, you know, 
just enough time to sit and buy something and play uh, through the main storyline on that. And it was it was fun. You get to sit there for like an hour and a half per level. It's imagine if there was a Zerg rush coming from you constantly in every direction at all times. That's this game. It's beautiful. Um, your opinions may vary on that, but it is worth the checkout. Uh, as for me, I am drinking uh, from the finest of Mariano's grocery stores in my town, a Jones cane sugar soda, berry oh, lemonade yeah. flavor. It is the bluest thing I think I've ever put in me. Uh, we're going to find out how it tastes right about now. You not saying a lot. Under She's colorblind. <laughs> oh, 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 there are Jones uh, facts under the cap. This one Jones says, facts. yeah. What does this say? Because I'm going to add this to my, my trivia pile. Uh, this is a good day to get things done that require expertise. Well, about that, uh, I have not hosted uh, a podcast since my own project uh, went fallow in 2021. So, uh, gentlemen, before we get into the strong opinions and strong debates, uh, cheers to all of you. Cheers. 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 It tastes like berry and lemonade, so it did not lie to me. I'll take that. Blue is so I can be the blue. only one that thinks Creeper World just sounds like a bad Minecraft fanfic, right? No, or, you're not wrong in thinking that. a good that. Minecraft fanfic. Or Definitely <laughs> an interesting Minecraft fanfic. Yes, one you remember. Yeah, it's. I don't want to know what people have done with that concept. Uh, let's let's get it back to uh, to normal here. In today's episode, uh, we're going to be exploring the left hand side of our thirty two entry bracket. Uh, our contenders today will be facing off head to head for a spot in the coveted Sweet Sixteen to come a couple episodes from now. Uh, panelists, when it is time for you to cast your vote, you're going to have about a minute to make your case uh, and cast your vote. I will. Um, be a jerk and cut you off if necessary in the interest of time and fairness. I'd hate to do it. I'm lying. I would love to do it. So please have opinions and express them. Uh, if you start hearing Oscar's music in your head, uh, that's a great time to move on to the vote portion. Uh, for our first matchup on the left-hand side, we're going to start uh, with our our number one seed on this. It is an iconic series. It is a 37-year-old series uh, by quite possibly the largest game developing uh, brand in the world. Uh, you may know it. You may love it. Uh, our one seed is The Legend of Zelda. And the uh, game or franchise that has the unenviable task of trying to unseat that juggernaut, uh, winning via a play-in game, a Metroidvania series that came out in 2002, uh, has a number of games to its name and certainly has a very... Uh, I think the term we used was exotic vibe to its music. That would be Shantae. So with that, we're going to throw to Sean uh, to cast the first vote in today's episode. All right. Well, I don't I don't know that I need to talk too long. This is a pretty obvious vote. Legend of Zelda. Absolutely an amazing franchise. I've been playing it since the beginning. I've replayed multiple games multiple times with 20 titles, not including remakes. Um, it's an amazing franchise. It is far none. It's it's our childhood. You know, we grew up with this game. Uh, Shantae is cool in its own right. It has magazine music. It's fun to play. Great side scroller. Side scroller. Um, but just I, it just can't hold a beat to Legend of Zelda at all. Um, I can't. I mean, to this day, I still my favorite game of all of them is Link to the Past. Um, I have replayed that game hundreds of times easily, um, and I always find it just 
fun it's not monotonous the music is amazing um yeah that, that is just it's just, it's a number one seed for a reason and like you said 37 years they've put a lot of heart and soul in, in creating it for us so so it sounds like that is a pretty strong voice uh in favor of the legend of zelda to move on uh sean real quick question have you ever done a randomized run of uh legend of zelda a link to the past uh, what do you mean? No, I haven't. No. Oh, uh, so you know all the stuff is in uh, like treasure chests. Yeah. Imagine if they were all in random treasure chests. <laughs> that would be fun. I've never oh, done that. I highly no. recommend it. Uh, okay. Both Jeremy and I, uh, right before the pandemic started, we're playing a lot of that. Mm. Stealing my thunder here. Nice. I, uh, I, I, was like, uh, I tried to do it in speed runs with uh, Link to the Past, but yeah, mm. that's all I've ever done. And I've never broken any records. I've never posted anything. Uh, I just tried to see how fast I can beat it in like a handful of hours. But it, Link to the Past is just it's such a phenomenal game. So, all right, I think we're we're moving a little far from the mark on that, and that's my fault. But uh, okay. a one nothing early lead for the Legend of Zelda. Jacob, uh, we move to you. What do you think? Yeah, um, you know, this is one of the very few games where you could actually take each individual Legend of Zelda game and put it in its own slot on this bracket, uh, because every game has its own unique music, and that actually found fantastic music. And we um, all love those CDI games. God, so, good. <laughs> so amazing. I, I love buying lamp oil, rope, bombs. <laughs> Wand of Gamelon does not a series make, okay? Great, I'll go grab my stuff. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's not even close on this one. Legend of Zelda takes the cake here. Um, yeah, I don't have much more to say. There's, it's just, it's, it's pretty, pretty clear. All right, I'm going to chalk that up to a 2 nothing series lead for The Legend of Zelda. Uh, Chris, our bracket master, does Zelda easily make its way through to the Sweet 16, or does Shantae have, uh, have some thunder to bring to this matchup? Zelda deserves to win. Just I'll start with that. But I would like to take a second to point out how good Shantae is and how well I think it would have done if it was against pretty much anything else in this first round. It's... Like we've said, it's got that exotic, almost Arabian-sounding music that's really nice to have in the gaming sphere. Uh, it's got a lot of very nice gameplay. It's just it's a very fun series that I really love, but it's against Zelda, so I have to say Zelda. Uh, you know what the worst part of that whole uh, conversation was for you, Chris? You could have put Shantae anywhere in this bracket. You had the agency. You created this and you put it up as a play in for a 16 seed to get uh, presumably trounced by the Legend of Zelda. And then you had the audacity to be a little annoyed about it. <laughs> Look, past me makes some annoying decisions. OK, fair, fair enough. Uh, that is a three nothing victory for sure. The Legend of Zelda will be moving on to the Sweet 16. However, uh, there are two more voices we still want to hear. So, Moo Man, uh, does the Legend of Zelda deserve to move on? Uh, does Shantae deserve a vote? Uh, what say you? Yeah, Chris has some very good points about how unfair this is to Shantae. <laughs> uh, and and uh, Shantae has always been kind of the underdog series. Like the first one came out when people were already moved on to the Game Boy Advance. So many people didn't play it. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, of course, would say that Zelda wins and I'm not going to go into too much detail about I'll save my, my Zelda ammunition for future rounds. But 
let me give a special shout out to the composer who came on with the second game, Risky's Revenge, and I think stayed on for all of them, Jake Kaufman, a.k.a. Vert. This guy is amazing. He really knows how to make a danceable sound. He's actually a high school dropout who got his start doing video game remixes on Overclocked Remix in like 2004, 2003, that time. If anybody remembers Overclocked Remix Mm -hmm. (laughs) online. Uh, So he started doing like remix of like Chrono Cross and that kind of stuff. And then he got hired for Way Forward. He did the remake of DuckTales. He did all those songs. He did the soundtrack to Shovel Knight, another amazing soundtrack. So uh, Vert, you know... I'm sorry you're up against Koji Kondo and the entire Zeldaverse, but you will not go softly into that good night, friend. <laughs> but yeah, right. Zelda wins. <laughs> so, sounds like that puts us at 4-0. And to be fair, we're not trying to niggle down what the 15th best video game uh, <laughs> franchise musically is. We're ultimately just trying to decide which the number one was, and uh, we are going to have 31 victims fall to that. Uh, oh, I let's... love all the, all the games here. They're all good, <laughs> so that was worth saying. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Uh, Jeremy, it's 4 nothing, so your vote isn't going to swing anything, but your voice still matters. Uh, is it going to be a sweep, or does Shantae put up just a bit of a token fight? No, I'm sorry, Shantae. Uh, Legends of Zelda, by far one of my favorite series, and part of that comes down to the soundtrack. Uh, there is... It's another game series that is a juggernaut where the music um, plays just as pivotal a role as the story. It really keeps you enthralled in the games. And as Jay mentioned earlier, we got our start on Twitch kind of as a fun thing before the pandemic, playing uh, Legend of Zelda randomizers, uh, the Link to the Past randomizers. It is an insane thing. And if you haven't checked it out, but you like the Zelda games, definitely look into the randomizer community. There's guides on how to get set up and how to do it. It's a lot of fun. Uh, just, it, it just feeds into that even more. Like uh, maybe it's because I've heard the soundtrack to the Link to the Past so many times over the years running these randomizers, so and it never got boring. I'm never like, God, I have this song again. Like, no, it's like I'm I'm excited. The music gets you going, and it fits so well. So easy, easy vote for me. This is Zelda, hands down. Yeah, whenever I went downstairs, it was like an eighty-five percent chance Jay was. Doing another randomizer. That's what sent me that, that randomizer. Like, I want to. I want to check that out. That's oh, definitely. Uh, and and for my mileage, uh, based on what you were saying there, Jeremy, I will let you know that uh, the the Ganon theme uh, still lives rent free in my head because that's the point at which I knew. Wait, I'm not actually that good at this game. I'm going to have to now beat Ganon <laughs> with not not having silverless or without having silver arrows, or in some cases, not having a sword. Uh, it can be done but you have to learn very interesting techniques uh that all said the legend of zelda has pretty easily moved its way into the sweet 16 sweeping shantae five votes to nothing uh we will hear more from it uh in a future episode where it will take on the winner of this next match uh, between the uh, Capcom's flagship platformer series, Rockman, known here in the U.S. as Mega Man, as our eight seed, going up against the nine seed on the left side, uh, a PC first-person shooter that helped define the genre back in the early 1990s, uh, the one and only Doom. So, Jacob, we'll start with you. Mega Man or Doom, who deserves to move on to the Sweet 16? So... This one should be hard. It's an eight against a nine. Um, I did struggle with this. Uh, I blame both. Um, I, I will be honest. I played more of the uh, Wolfenstein 3D slash Doom game 
Uh, as a kid, uh, Mega Man was not so much my cup of tea. However, I did have a lot of friends that played it. I do remember a lot of the music from it. Uh, classic game, good music. Um, however, Doom just has that that grindy good feel to it. And really what solidified it for me was when the version, I think it was 2016 or 17 came out, and Trent, uh, Trent Reisner or Risner or whatever, um, wrote the music for it. I mean, it just it took that game to another level. Um, and so Doom's got my vote here. Um, sorry, Mega Man. But... All right. And with that, Doom jumps out to an early one nothing lead. Chris, uh, does Mega Man tie it up here? Or does Doom jump out to the brink of elimination, eliminating it? Doom has got a got a very nice heavy metal vibe that, that we don't get a lot of. But a lot of the Rockman soundtracks are very iconic and sound nice they've got a lot of history to build off of they've got good 8-bit themes they've got good more modern better rendered digitally themes that just they've got a very wide range of desires for their soundtracks so i'm gonna have to say rockman Okay, it sounds like you're going with uh, potentially the variety of Rockman uh, there. And fair enough, it is now a one-to-one matchup. Uh, Moo Man, I need you to break this tie temporarily. Well, here's... Hmm, this is a tough one for me. I really love metal. Like, I really love metal. I like a lot of musical genres. Uh, Doom is all heavy metal. You listen to the Doom Eternal soundtrack, there's a particular track there called Rip and Tear. It is the heaviest of heavy metals I think you will hear on any video game and it slaps it fits the really fast-paced frenetic action of that game i think i'm leaning more towards mega man and this is why you like if you listen to those old 8-bit themes done with a traditional metal band it's just metal music also (laughs) it's it really is like you take those like four sound channels give give some heavy guitar riffs it's it's just metal. But on top of that, Mega Man is more than just those 8-bit games. You got Mega Man Legends. You got Mega Man X. You got Mega Man Battle Network, which goes more towards techno. Uh, it's, it's iconic and it's wide-reaching. And especially listening to the VGM scene early on, like the, the, the cover scene, you can't escape some of these tunes like Airman or, or Dr. Wily's Castle, which I think is the most remixed track of anything. Um, it's the, 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 the iconography of Mega Man. I've never beaten a Mega Man game. They're hard games, but I adore the music in these games. So yeah, I'm again, love doom. Got to give it to Mega Man. All right. And with that, Mega Man has jumped out to a two, one lead doom on the brink of elimination. Jeremy, uh, does it get put out of its misery here or does it come back and find new life? So what makes this a harder choice? And I think a correct seating for this is the fact that the two new Doom games, as were mentioned, um, just blow any of the old Doom game soundtracks out of the water. They fit with the game perfectly. When you're in danger, the music ramps up. Like when you're in battle or in a boss battle, it really goes hard. Uh, I, I think it was it Trent Reznor who did it. I, I didn't even yeah. know that. Um, but it, it makes sense. Uh, he is kind of a musical genius. Uh, the, the dude knows what he's doing. Uh, with that said. Uh, it's up against Mega Man and I have a very, uh, fond memory of Mega Man. And I actually Moo, Was it you who did this during a trivia show where you played, uh, somebody was doing a video game trivia and it was one of the rounds was like, name the Mega Man boss by the music. 
It because might have been ev- me. I've done so much I cannot remember. <laughs> uh, it, it was one of those. It was like it was perfect because it was you were listening to it and you're going, okay, where does this fit in? Which game is this? Which boss is this? And that's one of the magic uh, things that they did with the Mega Man soundtrack is every single level has its own soundtrack, has its own music. And yeah, uh, just playing that. I think it was probably about six months to a year ago, uh, but it was one of the most fun things I've seen somebody do on a stream uh, for just that was unique. It was like, I'm going to play this. You need to tell me which Mega Man boss it is. And I, I did OK. I mean, it was hard to remember which one went where, but it was one of those that was like, holy crap, it's that in depth. And there have been nine regular series games. We got Mega Man Legends oh, one and two. Like, so regular Net- series games. Are they up to eleven now? They're See, up I didn't to even 11. know. Yeah, uh, and it's like I mean, it's still going. Then you had Mega Man Soccer. <laughs> oh, who could forget Mega Man I, uh, Soccer? Rockman and Forte. Did not realize that existed. Or Mega Man and Base or whatever it was. Um, Shoot games. Great. Yeah, all the uh, and every single level had zero its own got his own spinoff. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I forgot I about that, that too. Though. And it's just it's like. Every single one, though, every single level had its own music and you can kind of put yourself in that place, like by remembering what level you were playing when you hear the music. And I think that is you don't see that a lot, um, particularly on that level. So for that alone and just remembering that trivia competition, I'm like Mega Man's got to get my vote on this one. There, there's no way. I hope that was me you were watching. <laughs> I think it was. I think it was. It I don't like know it. who else it would be, to be honest yeah, with you, because exactly. it certainly wasn't me. And there's only two of us. Uh, yeah. So three to one is where we stand right now. Mega Man is guaranteed to move on to face the Legend of Zelda in the Sweet 16. But Sean, uh, we still want to know what you have to say. Did Doom get uh, get the short end of the stick here or did Mega Man deserve to move on? I, you know, I'm so glad I didn't have to be the tiebreaker in this one um, because I respect both these franchises. Uh, Mega Man in its own right is absolutely brilliant. A lot of games and you're right, just like, you know, the music that correlates with the bosses and everything is is just brilliant. Um, it's I don't know. It's it was it's a one of a kind franchise. It's an amazing game. I will say, though, Doom set something different the hardcore heavy metal music with the deep scenes and and uh the the epic boss battles and and you just you it was a different genre it set a different tone for games at the end of the day i would vote doom um i know it doesn't make a difference here um i'm glad i like i said i'm glad i don't have to be the tiebreaker <laughs> uh because they are both amazing games in their own right uh but i give it to doom because they did set they did something different like you didn't have very many deep dark games heavy metal backgrounds like that was just something you didn't see very often um and doom was just so unique in its own right um but yeah to go up against mega man was is that was, was i was like please don't make me break that tie decision <laughs> um but i would have to give to doom at the end of the day uh do love that franchise been playing it a long time so yeah all right, so uh, Doom gets two votes. Unfortunately, three is the threshold, and Mega Man, as our eight seed, will move on to face the Legend of Zelda in the Sweet 16. Uh, for my mileage, by the way, and I played a lot of Doom and Doom 2 in the 90s, but I couldn't tell you what the soundtrack sounded like because I was also playing uh, Green Day's Dookie in the CD tray in my computer while wow, I was playing yes. that. Yes. So, to a very yes. certain time. <laughs> it oh, was yeah. an oddly specific era back in my 33 Aww. megahertz 486 SE desktop coming this november from the network that brings you the pub trivia experience boozy bracketology and frenemy trivia 
a new word game podcast that promises to entertain you in 30 words or less, or it's free. Verboten. Listen in every Tuesday as two teams of competitors square off to try to prove that they have the best words. They'll be joined by our host, the hardest working woman in trivia, Jay Borsum of Liquid Courage Entertainment. In round one, our players will have to prove their word association skills. In round two, their memory will be tested. And in round three, they'll have to untangle the clues that Jay herself has to offer. No two clues will be alike, because on this show, repeating yourself is strictly verboten. Coming soon to the PTE Network. So let's move on to our next bracket here. <laughs> We've got a 12-5 matchup here for the next bracket. Uh, the 12 seed in this case uh, is the Mana Series, or as I like to affectionately call it, but we have Final Fantasy at home, uh, going up against the 5 seed, uh, the Psychological RPG Series that's featured uh, at least five well-known installments in Persona. Uh, so let's start this one with Chris. All right, I probably a bit biased here. I've not really played a mana ga- series game. Uh, traditional JRPGs don't typically do it for me. And I love Persona. I just, I love the vibes of this series. Everything about it feels good. The soundtracks, I love a lyrical soundtrack. At least one in a game, just having that lyrical background music as like an o- opening anime-esque sound is very cool. Is very cool. I love it so much. So I'm going to have to go with Persona. All right. Fair enough on that. Persona jumps out to the early one nothing lead. Moo Man, uh, Mana or Persona, which one tickles your fancy more? I, again, love all of them. But this one, I'm a little bit more heavy into Persona. I love that each Persona game kind of has its own distinct personality. Uh, like you said, Chris, there's also a big focus on lyrical tracks, which you don't get as much of in video games. And the fact that they're all really solid. Uh, but but even more than that, Persona 5 is basically what Jamiroquois would do if he had a video game soundtrack, which I can really get behind. You can, I, I don't want to discredit Mana. Uh, Mana has, has such a good soundtrack, especially Secret of Mana and um uh, uh legend of mana uh done uh, special shout out to legend of mana and heroes of mana done by uh someone who i'm going to bring up a lot tonight yoko shimamura remember that name just keep it filed in she's going to come <laughs> back uh but persona has its own dance game spin-off just featuring its music i think that kind of tells you what you need to say so i'm voting persona all right with that uh the Chris's on the recording are in lockstep on this. Persona takes a 2 nothing lead. Uh, mana or mana, as I've been uh, Canadian explained. Uh, a very data-data situation. Yeah. Uh, that one is on the ropes. Jeremy, it is up to you to potentially save it. Uh, Persona or mana, who deserves to move on? Um, I-, I will echo with what you guys say about the Persona series. It has a very good soundtrack. Um, again, I think seated probably correctly and sadly in this one because of the fact that as much as i love persona i have a deep love and respect for the mana series soundtrack um particularly as you mentioned secret of mana uh a big part of my childhood but like still to this day will throw on that uh ost and listen to it and it is very very well done and i've heard i've played some of the other games in the series and they're also really good but just something about secret of mana just pushes that 
over the edge for me because it is it's a very uh especially get towards the end a very emotional story and the music plays into that very well i mean even the opening like scene like the opening credit screen has its own like three and a half four minute like ost hmm. music that plays and it's phenomenal uh to say the least and i i, I know i'm probably going to be in the minority here but secret of, or the mana series in general is just getting my vote i think it just evokes emotion Follow your heart jeremy don't don't let <laughs> yeah. anyone say anything differently <laughs> all right we have ourselves a shooting match here as uh persona now leads two to one after that vote from jeremy uh sean you can tie it up here or you can send persona onto the sweet 16 uh the vote is yours and yours alone uh which way do you think you're gonna break yeah i'll be short and sweet on this one um i gotta go persona i, I didn't play mana at all but i did listen to the soundtrack before before we sat down and it, it didn't had didn't it wasn't my kind of music it just the games look cool um, but the music was just, it was an, another game, you know, but I do, I did enjoy the persona video games. Uh, they, they were very fun. They, they just, I, they were entertaining. Um, and I do appreciate the music for them. So we give the vote, give the vote to persona on that one. All right. That is a third vote for persona, which will be moving on to the sweet 16. Uh, Jacob, we still want to hear from you. Did we get it right? Um, you know, this is probably one where, my music snobbiness comes out. Um, I'm not, I, you know, contrary to what Chris said, I am actually not a fan of lyrical music in, um, I should say, music that contains lyrics uh, in, in games. I think it takes away um, from what you should feel in the game and being immersed in it. Um, there are a few exceptions to that, but um, I, I'm with uh, Jeremy on this one. I think the Mana series... <sighs> The music just had a bigger part of the storytelling, um, and so uh, that's where my where my vote was. Well, it was closer than I thought it was going to be going in a 3-2 victory for Persona. Mana put up quite a fight there, uh, but at the end, Persona will be moving on to the Sweet 16 where it will play. Uh, the winner of this next matchup, we're going to start with the 13 seed, a multi-genre mascot-centered franchise, uh, and one that arguably relaunched a company in Donkey Kong. Uh, it's going up against our four seed, an exploration-heavy action platformer that has been at the top of its game for over 35 years, Metroid. Uh, two powerhouse franchises here. Mooman, you have the unenviable task of deciding which one takes the early lead. All right. Two Nintendo franchises that are incredibly important. This is tough. This is where I'm going to have to separate the games from the soundtracks and not think because like I have so many fond memories of, of both of these. Um, but I think if I'm looking at them just in terms of the sound and what they bring, Metroid is a very atmospheric game. And it's supposed to make you feel like isolation. Um, as opposed to Donkey Kong, where you're a monkey riding a, an ostrich. Uh, <laughs> um, it's such a relatable experience. It's the whole spectrum there encapsulated. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the isolation of space and a crocodile stole these bananas. Get them back. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm going to go with Donkey Kong if only for aquatic ambience written by, uh, 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 oh, what's his name? David Wise, the composer of a lot of the uh, Donkey Kong Country soundtrack. 
Um, and that's not even to bring on Grant Kirkhope of Donkey Kong 64 and the amazing music and Donkey Kong uh, 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 Returns and Tropical Freeze. Metroid has some very good lay motifs, especially the theme of Samus. That dun, 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 But everything else is kind of understated. Sometimes it's not even music. It's just like moans or just like like rumbles, which is great for the game, for the type of game they want. But if I want a solid soundtrack, Aquatic Ambience is the most ethereal piece of music about riding a swordfish through a jungle. It's again, this is ridiculous. It's such a wide genre. That this this track came from this subject material is, pardon the joke, bananas. (laughs) All sorts. So yes, Donkey Kong gets my vote. All right, and the underdog or under gorilla in this case, Donkey Kong takes a one nothing lead over Metroid. Uh, Jeremy, what do you think? As a giant fan of the Metroid series in general, Moo hit this on the head. It is a very atmospheric game. It is more of a sound effect game than it is a soundtrack. Uh, well, series, I should say. Like it's it's very atmospheric. And like you said, some of it's not even music. It's just like the just a little bit of drums or something like just something like a little bit in the background. It's not something I'm going to throw on and listen to if I'm looking for something. I like it. it the, don't get me wrong. It gets you into the game. Like when you're playing, that's what you need to hear for those scenes. It puts you it puts you in the game. But as far as a soundtrack goes, we're talking about the best soundtrack of all time. I think we're going to have our first upset here because this is easily Donkey Kong. Uh, you got Donkey Kong Country, like you said, Donkey Kong 64, everything. It's very just fun, upbeat, you know, kind of zany music that fits the theme, but it's there and you hear it and it sticks with you. Besides, like you said, besides the Samus theme, like I can't think of any music off the top of my head in a Metroid game, like actual music. So, yeah, this is this is easy Donkey Kong for me. All right, that is a 2 nothing lead for the 13-seed Donkey Kong. Samus uh, is down to her last energy tank here. Sean, uh, is she getting the refill, or is Donkey Kong uh, barreling his way into the Sweet 16? Barreling, oh my. The puns, the puns. We got puns here, people. I appreciate it. (laughs) Um, Metroid, yeah, you guys have have really pointed out some great points. Metroid being a very, you know, it's just the ambient noises, uh, the, the... I don't know the the undertones that just kind of help you play through the game and everything. Um, I don't know. It, it, it's that I think you Moomin, you said just how you said that being in isolation and everything. It was very just a comfortable game, um, and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the Metroid, all of them. They were amazing. <laughs> Donkey Kong, no. I'm going the opposite direction. That music used to irritate the crap out of me. I absolutely <laughs> hated. I'm sorry. It was, it was, I mean, sure. The music matched the game. It you was fun. Like it was corny. <laughs> no, it was, I was, I went through and I like a YouTube, like three fourths of these. I was like, oh, let me Donkey Kong. I played a lot. And as soon as they turned it on, I cringed. I was like, oh, I hated this game. <laughs> I like, I played Donkey Kong on Super Nintendo, but I mean, just the noises in this game were weird and the songs it just no i'm gonna go metroid to get it like to give it a little bump in the right direction it just donkey kong just not made me uncomfortable and just weird 
Um, yeah, I'm going to vote Metroid on this one. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, so just to be clear, the uncomfortable and weird one in this is Donkey Kong, right? <laughs> yes. I mean, like in everything you said, like alligators and bananas. I'm like, what am I doing? Why are two monkeys jumping into a mine cart collecting bananas? Like, I don't understand why I'm playing this game. Like, I, I think we found a resident Grinch. I don't uh, like I played the game and hated playing the game at the same time. Like, it was, OK, you I know, mean, what? I can relate from the early 90s in, in Donkey Kong Country. I was it was a yes. bit of a slog. Yeah, because uh, I only had like three games growing up and I had like Zelda, that game, and then like Harley's Horageous Adventure. If you ever played that one. Why isn't that like, on I, here? Yes, we <laughs> like, like, I wrote that I one. <laughs> I get Harley back in here. Uh, well, the right side of the bracket can still change. So yeah. we'll see. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I gotta, yeah. I tried to stray away from Donkey Kong. I can't see that go on. <laughs> All right. Sam's using that screw attack to make it a 2 1 matchup. Moving it over to Jacob. Uh, Donkey Kong once again in a position to move on, but uh, Samus has a shot here. It's all up to you for now. Uh, who's getting your vote? Okay. So, as we'll talk about later in this, uh, in this series concerning music, uh, I probably am one of the few people who really enjoys um, atmospheric music because I do feel like the intention of the composer who wrote the music is to put you in the game as best as possible and to make you feel as if you are the main character. And I feel like music has such a massive part in that. Um, so from a strictly compositional standpoint, I would normally go with Metroid on this one because it, it does place you into the world of Samus. However, um, I do feel um, I do feel like Donkey Kong's music does a better job of. I really hate saying this because I want to oxymoron myself later in this game, but Donkey Kong has more memorable music. Um, maybe just because, uh, you know, I know the franchise better. I did play quite a bit of Metroid. Um, but I, and I also feel like Donkey Kong was misseeded on this. I think it's just way too low. Um, so I'm going to go with Donkey Kong on this, uh, only because I feel like it's just a better job, um, of having memorable music, very episodic. Um, so yeah, DK is the way to go on this. All right. It may just be on paper, but an upset has taken place as the 13 seed Donkey Kong is guaranteed to move on. Uh, however, Chris, we still have your opinion to get to. Did the rest of your panelists get this right? You're all telling me you don't go through your lives listening to the screams of the damned. You're, we're, that's what I'm getting from you all, right? Chris, I'm worried about you. <laughs> <laughs> A little bit. I Oh, well, apparently that's not normal, but Metroid still really accentuates my life experience of the screams of the damned. So my vote's with Metroid. <laughs> yeah, I'm not here to tell you how to vote. I am only here to record them. It is a three two close one there at the very end. Uh, I do take personally speaking, just the slightest bit of umbrage at the fact that Jeremy can't remember anything from like the original Metroid game because that opening uh that, that music that plays as you first inject into the world and go and get the... the Brinstar, uh, the Brinstar theme. Yeah, the, the Brinstar theme, thank you. Um, is, has been playing on a loop in my head this entire time. And then I think it's uh, when you get into the second area in the original Metroid and the music gets very minimalist and it's just periodic atonal notes. 
that's also there as well. And these to me just scream Metroids, but it doesn't matter uh, because one, Metroid didn't move on. And two, I chose to host this so that I didn't get an opinion. Uh, so Persona but will be facing But you still put it out there anyway. Well, yeah, because I get to <laughs> host this, Moo Man. You gotta, yeah. Uh, Persona <laughs> will be facing Donkey Kong in the Sweet 16. We are through half of our decisions for this episode. Let's move down to the bottom part of the left side of the bracket uh, where a three seed and perhaps the first video game that was designed for all generations uh, in Tetris resides as it goes up against our 14 seed, L.A. Noir or Rockstar's answer to the question, well, why can't you be a cop? Hi, I'm Jay, host of the new podcast, Verboten. I'm Brittany, one half of the team behind Frenemy Trivia. And I'm Jeremy, the newest member of the Pub Trivia Experience podcast. And we're coming together today to tell you that this show is sponsored by Critical Grind Board Game Cafe. Critical Grind holds a special place in all three of our hearts. It's a wonderful place to get together with old friends or make some new ones. Whether you're after one of their mini fantastic coffee drinks or one of their signature toasts, Critical Grind's got you covered. With an enormous library of tabletop games available, it's a fantastic place to unwind and celebrate your inner nerd. Vertical Grind is a recognized gaming safe space, which means you can truly be yourself there. Vertical Grind was recently voted Best in Family Recreation for 2023 in its area. And with their new expansion, there's even more fun to come in the future. So check them out near the intersection of Black Road and Route 59 in Shorewood, Illinois. Or if you're not local, find out more about them anyway at linktree.com slash criticalgrind. Either way, tell Dana and Sean we say hi. Vertical Grind Board Game Cafe. Life is short. Play more games. Proud supporters of the PTE Network. And vice versa. <laughs> uh, Jeremy, we're going to start with you for this matchup. Uh, Jeremy, who gets the first vote? The, these are so like, diametrically opposed games that it actually makes it harder than it should. I think I'm going to lean more on uh, on the what's more iconic here. Because L.A. Noir, I believe, actually had some like real music in it because you could listen to the radio in your car. And that kind of almost puts it out of contention a little bit, but there was some original work. I mean, there's definitely some atmospheric things, especially when you're like inspecting the crime scenes or chase scenes and things like that, where it, you know, they did a good job ramping it up, but I, it's up against Tetris. Like there's not a person out there who doesn't know the Tetris theme. And if you say, if you say, what's that? You start playing it. They're like, Oh yeah, I know that. Even if they never played the game, you've heard the Tetris theme. Um, I mean, there's more than one. There's at least in the first game, I think there were what six, <laughs> but then, you know, it ramps up from there. You got like Tetris 99 and all these other spinoffs uh, and they all have their own music and they're all, you know, they get more into like a techno thing now, but even still Tetris is iconic and LA Noir, as much as I enjoyed the game, the soundtrack was forgettable. Uh, and I, I don't, that's not a dig at the composer. I feel bad for saying that, but it's not something that just sticks in my mind. Like Tetris lives rent free. It will just turn on sometimes. So, yeah, Tetris is going to uh, get the vote for me here. All right. Tetris jumping out to that early one nothing lead. Sean, we'll move over to you uh, for your thoughts on this match. Um, So I didn't I uh, L.A. Noir, I didn't play a whole lot of it. It wasn't kind of my game. The crime scene kind of game wasn't mine. And I, I hear a- that you love jazz. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I do, though, 
respect like old 1940s music and i think the music aligned with the game brilliantly i had to go back and listen to the soundtrack and i felt like it was a great soundtrack for for what i heard was an amazing game um but i have to you know going with tetris like like you said it's 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 been around for so many years it's you know one of the first major titles to go worldwide um and something else that I also always appreciated, I don't remember what year it came out, but they did like a Tetris release in like 2002 or something. I could have that date wrong, where it actually had the original music, but it wasn't 8-bit music. You know, they actually gave it like modern something. So it was like old school tones, but like with guitars and drums. And it was real fun. And I, I remember that one was really piqued my interest. Um, so I'll have to give it to Tetris. Just one again memorable music's been around forever but also two la norris on a franchise and like we we have a lot to pick from when it comes to tetris there's like a lot we can focus on over the years and the remakes and everything that's been put out in decades where la noir has one soundtrack and it's a 1947 jazz band sure (laughs) like cool but you know it's just it's not gonna hold against Especially later on, it's not going to hold against mega franchises that have been doing orchestratic music for years. So I'm going to go with Tetris on this one. All right. Seems reasoned out to me. And Tetris has Ellie Noir uh, in a two nothing stranglehold. Jacob, you know a little bit about uh, classical music. This one may may tickle your fancy. It may not. Let's find out what you think. Uh, does Tetris move on or does Ellie Noir start to put up a fight? Yeah, I kind of want to echo what Jeremy was saying. My first thought on this was that these are just two totally different games. Um, and so, yes, L.A. Noir, um, you know, yes, the music was appropriate for the time period that the game took place in. Uh, there was that that uh, suspenseful horn um, that you get, you know, when you're figuring out clues and all that stuff. It was very good. Um, however, there's not many times that you can – uh, you could hear a you know a Russian nationalist choir sing and immediately think of a video game, and you can do that with Tetris. I mean, it's so iconic, and uh, you know when we did this with video games live when it came to Louisville, it was just it was one of the coolest things to do from a classical standpoint because it is probably one of the most classically appealing soundtracks there is, um, just because it has it has that very distinct sound that you won't get anywhere else, and Tetris, by nature, just has to have music with it. If you didn't have music with it, it wouldn't be a game. Um, so, you know, it's just it's just too important to pass up. And so, yeah, Tetris has my vote here. All right, and that is a 3 nothing guarantee that Tetris is moving on to the Sweet 16. Eleanor may still have a couple gasps, though. Let's move uh, to the Chris's to find out if everybody got it right. We'll start with uh, the Bracket Master on this. Chris, do you think uh, Tetris deserves to move on? Yes, uh, Tetris absolutely deserves to move on. It's very iconic. I You hear the notes, and it just is Tetris. But but I will say, the Tetris is very... From what I'm aware of the Tetris, it's very one note, I'd say. Like, it sound... A lot of it is... No, there's like 10. I'm, I just did them in my head. You're all the worst. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you want to finish your thought, Chris? There's at least five. No. Before we all bully you some more. 
It's more like Tetris really does that one soundtrack in a bunch of different ways, but it's yeah. at its core just that song repeated for like 30 years. I'm doing my math wrong, aren't I? No, you're not too far off. No, no, 35, no. I think, is a little closer, but yeah. To be fair, you can play most Tetris songs with one hand on a piano. You can't do that with L.A. Noir. <laughs> no, you certainly can't. Uh, so Mostly Chris, just most to... of them aren't piano songs, but you know. No, okay. That's fair. No, no, there are. There are a few. Because it's 1940s. Yeah, you didn't have very yeah. many. You didn't have a Yeah, they didn't cars. invent cooler instruments until at least the 50s. Uh, so just to make sure that is that is a fourth vote for Tetris from you, Chris. Yes, with a very. Sounds like you have a level of begrudgment to it. <laughs> That idea. No, I, I know what you mean. And just to, to transfer into my thoughts, it is kind of remarkable that I'm, I'm voting Tetris 2. Spoiler alert. This is a clean sweep, <laughs> mostly riding on the coattails of one song. <laughs> I mean, Tetris was like, what do you love? A type music or B type music? Nobody remembers the B type. They're like, <laughs> Uh, was it? I can't even remember right now. It's like it was uh, like track one, two, and three. Oh yeah, and then A and B. Nobody yeah. play like video games live might play a snip of that, but then everybody's right. going get back to A type <laughs> music. <laughs> play the play the Russianer sounding one. <laughs> right. yeah. um, La Noir. I think I think uh, Onyx said it best. It's not really a franchise, and even though Tetris, you know, kind of relies on that one theme and leans on it heavy, um, it. The, it has remixed it in so much varieties. I mean, uh, there's the Tetris 99 techno remix. When you hear it with a full orchestration, that gets a big hit out of you too. <laughs> I have a lot of uh, fondness. Uh, I have a, uh, there's a band that uh, a friend of mine used to have who did it as a rock uh, a song and speeding that theme up more and more gets the audience pumping so bad. It's just, it's a fun song to dance to. Uh, I'll, I'll save my my more Tetris thoughts for maybe the uh, the next time Tetris pops up. But for right now, I'll say it is interesting that we are leaning heavily on that one song. All right. And leaning on it, we are. I think we can all agree that, yeah, there's there's the one Tetris song and it's the one about the man who arranges the blocks. Uh, five, <laughs> zero, a sweep for Tetris winning the video game Cold War uh, for the Soviet Union. It advances to the Sweet 16 and takes on the winner of this next match, uh, which sees our 11 seed on this side of the bracket. The perhaps prototypical open world RPG series Elder Scrolls. Uh, face off against our sixth seed, the 2017 indie darling Metroidvania that is Hollow Knight. I, for one, cannot imagine how this is going to break down. Fortunately, I don't have to. Sean, you get to kick us off. Uh, who oh, deserves to move on? Lucky you. Lucky you. Um, all right, we'll kick this off. Hollow Knight is a beautiful game. Um, it's it's so simple. It's so easy. It's so relaxing. Um, I take the, issue with that comment. That is well, a very difficult game. I know it's it challenging, but like it's, the soundtrack is easy and relaxing. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's smooth, right? It's it's a smooth game. It's a comfortable game. Um, I don't know. I don't know composers and stuff like that. Um, and I, I like to just look at, at soundtracks and how they fit in the game and how I feel with them. I don't care who composed them. Um, you know, it, it, it could be a 10 year old as long as it makes the game comfortable as long as you can feel what it is and and, and hollow knight brings that like it, it is such a just a relaxing game and even in its intensity fight scenes and even boss fights and things like that sure um 
And then you got Elder Scrolls. There is nothing better than just running through an open field. And all of a sudden, a, a pack of wolves comes running out of, the, out of the woods and the music changes and you know you're in danger or a dragon's flown out of the sky and everything like that. Um, this, this, is, this is a tough one. These are, these are two dynamically different games um, and, and two different settings and, and, and things like that. You, you open world RPG, like you said, and a basically side scroller for Hollow Knight. Um, but I, I'm going to stick to a kind of a core on this one where Elder Scrolls, we're going to have a lot to discuss later on as we progress through this thing, because you have Morrowind, you have Oblivion, you have Skyrim, you can even go back as far as Daggerfall and these all these arena, games, yeah. Arena, oh, Arena, I forgot about that one. That was a great one. And these music and these soundtracks always just did the game justice and did good. And I've only got one thing about Hollow Knight, like, yeah, Hollow Knight's a good game. Good. Elder Scrolls has been an amazing franchise that I have put thousands of hours in, and I've never complained about the music. The only time I've ever had a better experience is when I accidentally had Lord of the Rings music playing in the background. That was fun. <laughs> um, but like Elder Scrolls, it always has just a soft. It's, it's it's been my game. Like I mean, like I said, I was playing Starfield, and 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 Bethesda's just always been something that I've enjoyed loved and will continue playing for the rest of my life um so i'm gonna i'm gonna bat it home for uh, elder scrolls on this one um simply because like i think later on it's gonna it's gonna have a lot more to talk about there's gonna be a lot more to discuss um when we get down to the nitty-gritty and it just it just you know it carries it carries 20 plus years of game experience and music experience so elder scrolls on this one and with that, the Elder Scrolls jump out to a one nothing lead. Jacob, uh, are we tying it up, or does Elder Scrolls get your vote as well? So uh, this is where I have some strong feelings from uh, me being a, a, a music major in college. I did a lot of uh, music composition. One of my major um, passions in life is video game music and film music. And I have not heard better music in a game just about than than in Skyrim or most of the other Elder Scrolls games. Um, I realize that it's not identifiable per se, as in like if I asked Jeremy to you know sing me the song when you're in that certain cave, he wouldn't be able to sing it back to me. I get that, but if we're talking about video game music at its core and immersing you in the game and making you feel things that you would normally not feel unless music was a part of it, that's where I get extremely passionate. And the motifs, the orchestration, the instrumentation that is used, especially in the Skyrim soundtrack, is just out of this world next level, and I can't give it enough of my vote. I mean, I... It's tough because Hollow Knight is incredible. It's an incredible soundtrack. But Elder Scrolls just is on the next level. I mean, the oh, there's, there's, a, there's a piece uh, or a, a, a song from the Skyrim soundtrack called Silent Footsteps. And like I think it's like in like the three minute and 20 second mark where like you're in this cave and all of a sudden this tuba comes in. You don't think of the tuba being played. But, like, it's this really low, hushed, like, low rumbling noise, and it just overtakes the entire song. It just grips you, and I, I, it, 
nerding, I'm nerding out here. I know I am, but there's I've just never seen a tuba a level, rip a man so much like it has to you. It is amazing. Oh my god! I just encourage you to go listen to it. If you just want to put on music while you're working or whatever, Skyrim is the way to go. Elder Scrolls has my vote here. All right, so just to make sure, you were enthusiastically voting for Hollow Knight there, right? Yeah, absolutely. Hollow Knight was my vote there, for sure. All right, it was, Screw it was very 50-50. I just wanted to make sure. Uh, no, yeah, that was very clearly a second vote for the Elder Scrolls. Chris, we come to you. Uh, is, it a, is it a sweep for now? Uh, does Elder Scrolls move on with your vote, or does Hollow Knight deserve a little more discussion? Hollow Knight definitely deserves, a, in my opinion, a lot more discussion. It the depths of Hollow Nest ha have a very special place in my heart. I feel the sound of Hollow Nest resonates with me. I feel the sorrow of deep, the sorrow of the City of Tears, the deep unease of Deep Nest. All of these areas sound to me so meaningful. And a bunch of the fights are also really well done. And like Hollow Knight's one of the games you find where you find people who have done like lyricized musicals of the soundtracks and like anime openings based on the game's soundtrack. And I if a game can manage to have an audience that loves the soundtrack so much that they want to put lyrics to it, that they want to make something of it, I think it absolutely deserves to move on at least once. All right, so that sounds like a pretty uh, vociferous uh, jump in for Hollow Knight there, making it a two to one matchup. Uh, there's still life in these old bones, as they say. Moo Man, it comes down to you. Uh, do, do you make the deciding vote here or do you kick that can down the road? Uh, Chris, I want to, first of all, like your enthusiasm is so like not refreshing is the right word, but just enthusiastic. Uh, your enthusiasm is, is, is contagious because I have a feeling, listen, this is, this is mostly old farts on this recording who have, are just waxing poetically about eight bit bleeps and bloops, but games like hollow Knight connected you on such a personal level and I know there's other more modern games coming up that uh, I, ca I can also relate to on that personal level. And uh, I want you to know that, like, these are the games that in 20 years time, you'll be like saying, hey, it's so iconic and amazing and touched me on these levels. Back in the day. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I used to be it, but then they changed what, what it is. was. <laughs> uh, and I, I I acknowledge how beautiful the soundtrack and how emotionally resident the soundtrack of Hollow Knight is, especially once you get into how it connects to the story. Uh, uh, and, like City of Tears, that's one of my favorite tracks with the harp in there. It's it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. I gotta vote Elder Scrolls though, just because we are judging franchise and developers finished Silk Song. And then maybe we can come back yeah, and discuss this more. Out. Like, the, the, I, I gotta go on the technicality here. Like, release Silk Song already. Yeah. <laughs> so How far behind? I, 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 we'll, we'll talk about more Elder Scrolls in, in the future because I'm voting Elder Scrolls. But know that, Chris, I see you. I acknowledge you. And I'm voting against you. <laughs> You're here. <laughs> 
I, I second that. I second that for for Chris's enthusiasm. You know how enthusiastic I got about my game. You you gave your side very well, and I I do appreciate that very much. So it, it shows that the younger generation does have appreciation for the music of of their time for so. the finer things. Yeah. Well, <laughs> importantly, Chris, do you do you know what a bunch of appreciation and no votes for Hollow Knight gets you? Nothing. It gets, it gets nothing. you no votes for Hollow Knight, unfortunately. <laughs> gets you a uh, Elder Scrolls. Yeah. <laughs> Elder Scrolls will, in fact, move on uh, as an upset over the six seed Hollow Knight to face Tetris in the Sweet 16. However, Jeremy, you get the final word on this matchup. Uh, did they get it right? Does Hollow Knight deserve one more rallying cry? Uh, the minute is yours. Um, I want to echo a couple of things that were said here, and that is that Hollow Knight definitely deserves a nod. Um, it is a beautiful soundtrack. Uh, it fits the game very, very, very well. But it's up against Elder Scrolls, which has a 25 to 30 year um, repertoire of music that is all fantastic. And it, as everybody says, you know, you're you're in that cave. I, I actually know what spot you're talking about. When you start, it gets it gets like really quiet. And then all of a sudden, like it's right around the time you're getting towards the boss cavern in there. And then just you just start hearing the low rumble and it just builds yeah. up and builds up and builds up. And yeah, they do it so well. And yeah, I'm, I'm a Bethesda fan. I've played probably all or almost all of their games throughout the years here. And they're they're great and the music always sets you know sets the atmosphere and you can kind of remember it's like one of those like i said earlier you'll hear a certain song come on uh we were playing uh the oblivion soundtrack during stream the other night because it's background music and i'm kind of like remembering parts of the game is like certain tracks are coming through my headset while we're doing this and uh same thing with skyrim it's just it puts you it, it puts you in the game and for me, yeah, Elder Scrolls getting the vote, but definitely a nod to Hollow Knight. They did a great job, and I look forward to future games in the series. I will say that my only exposure to the Elder Scrolls franchise has been Skyrim VR. So it's definitely well, an ex they, experience to have. Luckily, they but, released Skyrim on even like smartphones and smart devices and, and toasters <laughs> and fridges. So well, there is if one. you haven't played Skyrim and heard that soundtrack, I'd be surprised. Yeah. <laughs> I and they charge you for wasn't there something version. for mobile there was like a like a weird like swipe yeah. right to do weapon fighting it was terrible thanks todd that's what we wanted uh, <laughs> <laughs> well with four votes to one elder scrolls uh does in fact move on i think the 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 moral you can take away from this is no silk song means swan song for hollow knight there, uh, it is. there are two <laughs> matches to go in this side of the bracket. Jacob, we're going to start with you to opine on our 7-10 uh, matchup in this case. The seven seed belonging to Castlevania, uh, one half, of course, of the duo that gave us the Metroidvania and the one that seemed more inspired by Bram Stoker. Uh, going up against the 10 seed Splatoon, or as I like to think of it, uh, the reason the Wii U sold any units at all uh seven versus ten castlevania versus splatoon jacob who gets the first vote i pass i just pass on this one um i i have no love for either of these franchises uh splatoon i i just thought it was too childish for me to play i never played it never got into it castlevania um whenever a, a, a colleague of mine do the uh the louisville uh, video game expo here in louisville um, and we we run the trivia night for it, or mostly he does, and I just watch. Um, 
the Castlevania uh, uh, soundtrack comes up pretty much every year, and it's just overdone. I don't particularly like it. I don't think it's it's very creative. Um, so by default, uh, I'm going Splatoon just because it's lesser two evils. Um, I don't have much to say on this on this set, so Splatoon has my vote. And an early nod for Splatoon. Would that uh, colleague, by the way, be none other than James Key, the trivia nerd down in Louisville? It would. It would. Uh, James Key is a brilliant, brilliant person. If you're ever in town um, and you don't go see me, please go see him. Uh, Wonderful, wonderful human. I can absolutely echo those sentiments, and I know others on this recording can as well. Uh, Chris, to you, Splatoon off to the early 1-0 lead. Are they about to double up, or do we have ourselves a ball game here? Splatoon is a very interesting franchise. Its soundtrack is... I don't know what its soundtrack is aiming for in words, but I can feel it. It Calamari Incantation, especially, is a very nice soundtrack. And it's always fun to get one of those... To get a lyrical sound song that no one on planet Earth has any clue what they're actually saying. Like, it's a made-up it, language. It is a completely nonsense nonsense language. There is no meaning to calamari incantation, and yet it still is a bop. <laughs> is that a vote or just an opinion on language? <laughs> <laughs> Why it can not be both? two things. Good to know. Or <laughs> <laughs> los dos. All right, that that sounds like a two nothing lead to oh. me. A Splatoon uh, potentially here to upset Castlevania, and just to make sure, you said calamari, right? Not katamari. Calamari incantation. Oh. Uh, that was absolutely to please the people yeah. in my community who yelled at me when I told them we were recording this and said katamari damacy better be in the bracket. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to reiterate that katamari damacy is totally robbed. That is such a good soundtrack. <laughs> And yet, y'all had a week to file your complaints. No uh, one yeah, told yeah. me about that one, okay? This is my I job, and no one told me. I fought for something in the other half of the bracket that we're going to come to later. So I was like, I got one victory. I don't want to push my luck. I'm the new guy from Canada. <laughs> and as the new guy from Canada uh, has the mic, we might as well get a vote from me on this. Uh, is Splatoon moving on, or is Castlevania putting up a fight? Even more than Mega Man versus Doom, this is the one I find the hardest from because the exact opposite, I care a lot about both of these. <laughs> I think they're both very incredibly different tones, obviously. One is gothic horror platforming. The other was like a, 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 a Japanese pop of turf, like Nintendo's take on a shooter. Like, <laughs> what yeah. even is this? Um it's it's uh, let me just try to, let me see if i can reason it out myself so castlevania starting with that like mega man like a lot of these legacy franchises have such very memorable tunes especially bloody tears from castlevania 2 simon's quest i think it is then you have symphony of the night from the playstation era a lot of other really good bops like the castlevania netflix series even borrowed music from it because it's so solid um when it gets to halloween time i just pump castlevania metal into my veins <laughs> It's it's so, so good. Then Splatoon, you have, the, well, Chris, where it comes from is is the Japanese idol scene is essentially what it is. They're pulling How did much I like forget the fashion, that? much like the fashion and, and, and a lot of other stuff that they're pulling from there. This is this is Japanese teen culture is what it is. Um, so like every Splatoon game is hosted by an idol group. So you had the Squid Sisters in the first game, off to hook in the second one, and I have not played the third. Again, I own it. I have not yet played it because I have no time. <laughs> but uh, there's a big man array, and he seems really cool. Big man. <laughs> big hey. man yeah. 
so like all the songs, what's really cool about Splatoon, all the songs are made by in-universe bands. You can actually look up the soundtrack and they all have fictional bands who wrote which songs. They're bizarre. They're fun. They, they, you know what? The more I talk about it, I think I'm going Splatoon because just for the fact that uh, the Squid Sisters have appeared in a real life concert as holograms for a real life crowd. And if that's yes, not music for them, yeah, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going Splatoon. All right. I think, I think you, uh, you, you went full circle on there. You were going in with yeah. a bunch of Castlevania energy. I believe you said, hook it into my veins. And then I love both these so much. <laughs> 30 seconds later. You know what? No, I'm wrong. I've talked yeah. myself out of it. Uh, Splatoon <laughs> has a three nothing lead and will definitely be moving on to the sweet 16 over Castlevania, but we still have two voices that we want to chime in on this. Uh, Jeremy, did they get it right here? Uh, no, no, not at all. <laughs> oh, okay. Just throw that at me. Okay, fine. Well, fine. you know what? Whatever. I'm not going to be salty Are about it. Are we a because... miserable little pile of secrets? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Honestly, though, I, I don't have real strong opinions about this one either way. Um, I just have more of a connection with Castlevania. I've only played Splatoon two or three times. Um, not even at my house. I was at a friend's house. We, they, we had it up. And that was it. I didn't really get into the soundtrack that much, maybe because of that. I didn't realize there was this huge background to it with all the fake bands and everything. That's kind of neat. Um, but Castlevania is just a, you know, epic franchise that's been around for years. I, I think the peak uh, was probably Symphony of the Night, um, which was j- the soundtrack to that game is just phenomenal. Um and just because of that, I mean, Castlevania would have got my vote just based on if you'd taken out even the rest of the series left in Symphony of the Night, like it would win off of that. But, you know, here we are. Welcome to the future, old man. Mm-hmm. The yeah. future is now. <laughs> the future is now. We have idols. We so have that's, idols. that's three one there. Uh, Castlevania not going out in a scoreless situation. Uh, Sean, let's come to you. Are you here to drive a stake through the heart of Castlevania or uh, do you want it to go three, two? You have the final word here. I, uh, I, I realize looking at this bracket throughout the week, I realize that like this one doesn't matter. Um, coming down the bracket this isn't this this vote's not gonna last long uh i will say though splatoon music in a first person shooter just doesn't make sense to me like i want to know what's going on hey, in my surroundings nope. it is I a play. third person shooter oh okay i apologize it is a third person shooter you're right um <laughs> in any kind of like mass multiplayer game like that it's just like music doesn't make sense to me because like i need to know what's going on in my environment i play a lot of like call of duty and stuff like that i gotta hear what's going on i gotta be involved in the environment i don't need background music for that um and and just going on what other people said too castlevania just you know it's it's been around for a long time it's a great franchise um the music there is eh, that's not memorable music for me um but i would just say like music in that video game just as a video game developer makes more sense than having music in splatoon so i would get my vote for castlevania but at the end of the day come next round i don't think it's gonna matter <laughs> don't take this <laughs> fleeting victory for splatoon away from us i mean yeah. it's just it's, it's because it's a it's a multiplayer game like music just like menu music character creation music sure but in gameplay just doesn't make sense like I I never I I watched videos of it. I never actually sat down and played it, but I 
just thinking about that, I was like, eh, eh not my, I wouldn't play it and I would never have enjoyed it. So. Well, Castlevania rallied there at the end, but unfortunately too little too late as Splatoon moves on to the Sweet 16 uh, by a, a three to two margin. It will be playing the winner of our final matchup for this episode, uh, the 15 seed Kirby, the beloved action platformer that Nintendo has been uh, publishing for over 30 years, is going up against the yardstick by which all other JRPGs are measured in Final Fantasy, our two seed for this side of the bracket. Uh, Chris, you are going to start this one off. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Got, <laughs> um, well, you just didn't put it at the end over here. Kirby's so fun. It, it, it has this whimsy to it that is amazing. And I love... He's such a little guy, and also he has killed <laughs> gods, and he will do again. <laughs> he will not be stopped. <laughs> gods will fall to his might. He will... Truck coon, everyone. I want to see, see Kirby versus Doom guy. That's what I want to see. <laughs> but at the same time, Final Fantasy is so well known for its music, and it has such. It's measuring everything else. There are, there are game franchises that I chose not to put on this bracket because they were so similar to Final Fantasy. I felt they would be just a rehash. And it's a measuring stick, and I have it has to go on. It requires. Could you hear me? Just which one would you have put in that did measure up to Final Fantasy in terms of comparison? Just, just one. I'm just curious. Honestly, I forget at the moment. Like, I'll get back to you once I remember. Okay. Definitely. I was just curious. All right, and with that, uh, Final Fantasy jumps out to an early one nothing lead. Mooman, to you, uh, where are you mm. falling in this epic battle? Kirby is, like you said, an adorable puff that has destroyed gods, and it shows it in the music. You got some really calm, like green greens or gourmet race, are upbeat, really poppy. And then I want to draw special attention to one track from Kirby Superstar called Versus Marks. This track is the final track that you play the final boss this is a clown demon that you're fighting and the technicality of this track is bonkers it starts out with a two rounds of six eight then it's like nine eight and then it's like five eight and then it goes back to three four it's just like it is meant to make you feel off kilter and off putting and it succeeds and that's just like the tip of the iceberg i really have a soft spot for the kirby's air ride theme or, or uh, soundtrack but I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm prolonging the, the, the end here. Final, it's Final Fantasy. It's like I got back into playing music because of Final Fantasy. Like it's, it's, there's a reason why in our streams for there is no easy mode. One of their joke uh, answers that anybody can write is Nobu Uematsu, the famed composer of most of the Final Fantasy <laughs> tracks. It's like I don't know the answer. Is it Nobu Uematsu? Just write down that. Um, he's an amazingly talented guy who like has his roots in prog rock <laughs> and then also like full orchestration. He wrote a full opera for final fantasy th uh, uh, three in America, six in Japan. So yeah, sorry. It's, it's the hard. final fantasy. Yeah. 
Well, with that, Final Fantasy is up to nothing. Uh, Kirby might be having its Final Fantasy in this bracket, but that's up to Jeremy at the moment to decide. Does Kirby get your vote, or does Final Fantasy move on to the Sweet 16 for sure? Oh, I mean, Kirby definitely has some iconic songs. Uh, don't get me wrong. But, um, yeah, I'm not going to prolong this at all. Uh, this is Final Fantasy. Just, you know, play the victory music, which is played a million different ways in every single game. You know it as soon as you hear it. Final Fantasy is going to get my vote easy. All right. I have a feeling we're going to get more nuanced opinions on Final Fantasy in the Sweet 16 and possibly beyond because we will be hearing about it again. Uh, It moves on for sure over Kirby. The question now is by how much of a margin? Sean, uh, do they get this right or does Kirby deserve more discussion in this matchup no unfortunately kirby got the short end of the stick on this one this was a horrifically unfair matchup uh, kirby has great music it, it could have done better in any other place on on the on this chart um it could have gone up against some other big games you know of its era but you're i mean it's just it can't stand up against a legendary franchise that is final fantasy so Final Fantasy for the win. <laughs> All right. That takes us to four nothing. Jacob, you're going to get the final word on the final matchup on this episode. Does Final Fantasy get the sweep? Uh, it does. Uh, however, I'm going to utilize my time to emphasize the fact that it should not even been Kirby against Final Fantasy yeah. to begin with. It should have been Fable against Final Fantasy. And I'll be honest with you, if we were talking Fable versus Final Fantasy, Fable would have gotten my vote. I know I'm in the minority here, the extreme minority, but Fable absolutely needs to be in this conversation. It's not. And so for that, I apologize, everybody. But uh, yeah, my vote, I guess, for this one's Final Fantasy. So. You know, why are we talking Atwood. about the soundtrack to Glover? My favorite. <laughs> you know, um, I remember thinking when we were talking about Fable, hmm, I don't know if we should include this. It sounds so similar to Final Fantasy. <laughs> yeah, well, I think we just found the Margaret Atwood of this uh, series. Uh, Final Fantasy moves on 5 nothing, making our Sweet 16 matches for the left-hand side of the bracket. Uh, the one seed, The Legend of Zelda, who defeated Shantae in pretty short fashion, taking on the eight seed in Mega Man, uh, who had a little bit of a battle over uh, Doom Guy there. Uh, the five seed, Persona, edged out Mana as the 13 seed Donkey Kong upset Metroid in a close one. Uh, Tetris with the strong victory over L.A. Noir as our three seed will be facing off against the 11 seed, uh, the Elder Strolls, the Elder Scrolls, I should say, uh, as Hollow Knight strolled uh, the wrong direction for most of our panelists. And the 10 seed Splatoon with the upset over Castlevania will be taking on the easy advancing Final Fantasy, uh, our two seed on the left. Uh, That's going to do it for this episode, friends. But I do want to thank you all for listening. Uh, I want to remind you to check out uh, ways that you can support the PTE network, uh, particularly patreon.com slash PTE bb uh check out pt ptebb.com as well uh you'll find links to our discord and other socials uh, options for merch of course i'd be remiss if i don't plug my own stuff uh just look up Linktree. uh liquid courage is the easiest way to find me uh and with that all said and done until next time uh i've been jay i've been sean i've been jacob i've been chris i've been moo man and i've been jeremy and we'll see you next time <laughs> <laughs>